144 of the FLW podcast. <laughs> you just looked it up, too. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here thinking if I wanted to say 144 or 144. Ah, okay. I was trying to decide on how to say it. I ruined your flow, though. Maybe... That's okay. Okay. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, as you can tell, Kyle Wood is here. <laughs> uh, I'm here. We are uh, still somewhere in Texas. I think it might be called Cedar Park, or maybe it's Jonesboro. Jones, or, Jonesburg? Jonesville. Oh, we're in Cedar Park. We're in Cedar Park. I just Park. looked okay. at the, the uh, yep, uh, address on the hotel phone. So we're in Cedar Park. Um, which is close to Austin, which is next to Jonesboro, Jonesville. Something. We're close to Lake Travis is the point. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the, the important <laughs> facet here. And uh, we are, I think, extremely looking forward to the week here in Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, it should be fun. Um we uh, we did a couple interviews at registration. One of them was with Tom Reddington. Not going to use it. We had <laughs> Bill Taylor kept interrupting to make announcements oh, on the yeah. uh, on the yeah. on the big microphone, and it just it got chopped up. And you know, it was a great interview because Tom's a great guy. Absolutely. But instead, we're going to use just a brilliant interview that Kyle you did with Clark Wendland. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I listened to the end of it when I was editing it, and I'm like, oh, man, Clark Wendell, he's saying good things, he's happy, mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. He's vibing. Yeah, so I'm all about it, and I guess without further ado, here's Clark Wendell. We'll be back in a bit. All right, we're down here in Texas. We're joined with uh, Clark Wendell, who I would say is probably the most local of locals for this tournament. Uh, but also, man, the last couple of years you've been on an absolute hot streak, and now it's kind of cool to have a tournament in your backyard, basically. I mean, it's been a while, right? Yeah, it actually has. We came here in 2007, one time we've mm-hmm. ever fished this place, and most guys have no experience here at yep. all. It's a lake that my grandfather lived on, we had a lake place on, so oh, cool. I've really fished it my whole life. Uh, the interesting thing about it is, though, is that it's it's not like it's ever been before. Totally different than, okay. than we've ever seen, and the main reason is we had a huge drought, mm-hmm. you know, water was 50 five feet low Gosh. for a while so you know there's a lot of places you're fishing there wasn't even any water i mean nothing oh, man. you know so uh even out there where we're taking off at jones brothers park that was all dry right oh, out wow. there in front of there so uh it's a deep lake and um but a lot of stuff grew up you know in mm-hmm. texas things just grow fast sure. things growing everywhere and thorny bushes and bushes and grass and salt cedar all kinds of stuff grew up and so now there's just habitat everywhere wow yeah i've seen uh just you know, from guys practicing this week, I've seen a lot of screenshots of, uh, you know, their graphs on down imaging or side imaging. Right. And it's just, you know, 40 feet down, it's bushes up to 25 feet yep. or so. And just beautiful, perfect trees. But that's all recent, you're saying. Yeah, or that's all recent. From the time it was uh, yeah. when it was in drought phase. It basically started filling back up about two years ago. And, all right. uh, and it was kind of slow at first, and then it came right on up. And I've actually seen drought on this lake a lot. You know, Texas, we live, we, right. we, we're going to have dry spells. We've had a lot of drought, but there's never been one in my lifetime uh, that has been as extensive as this, where the lake got 50 feet low, 55 feet low, and let that stuff grow up. I mean, and and, you know, it's kind of interesting here. There's a lot of rock. You know, you see a lot of rock when you're out there. 
so it didn't grow everywhere. If we would have okay. been on some places, um, you know, it would have the whole lake would be solid brush. It it grows in patches okay. because it's rocky and then dirt, rocky and then dirt. But in the dirt, a lot of stuff grew up. Uh, I think for the folks listening to this, you know, just because we have such a limited history on Travis, um, just give us a little bit about how this lake sets up. I mean, obviously it's been through some crazy changes in the year, but compared to other Texas fisheries, um, what's Travis like? Well, I mean, Travis is known as a fairly tough lake. It, it's just, uh, it's it's always had a lot of bass in it, but mm-hmm. it's never had really good weight. You're never going to have big stringers, but there's been two team tournaments this year. Uh, the early part of the year, they had a lot of boats yep. in them. One of them took 21 pounds. One of them took 28 pounds to win. 28 pounds is good anywhere. We sure, both know that. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see fish like that. I don't think you're going to see 28. I mean, that, that those those two had a great day. But I think you're going to see some big fish. Uh, even back when we fished here in 2007, I think Scott Martin caught the biggest fish on Travis that was caught all year. Oh, wow. In the whole tour. Wow. And so um, it's got some big bass in it, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and it's, the lake is extremely healthy right now. What guys are telling me and what I've noticed in practice is you catch a lot of little ones, a lot sure. of little fish, and 12, 13 inches, and most of those don't do you any good. Okay. Uh, is, this a, is this a lake, too, that you can get on a – is it a pattern fishery, or is it more kind of a spot-oriented type of thing? No, it, it's, a, it's actually a pattern fishery. I've always thought of it as a lake that if you can figure out what to do – you can jump it from place to place okay. to place. And usually, I mean, it actually, before the drought and before the, you know, the water went down and everything, there was probably more keepers in it than there, then oh. than there is now. Uh, but the fish are a lot healthier now, and there's a potential for a really good bag now. All right. Um, I guess the other thing, too, that's uh, kind of interesting is, again, you know, a lot of people look back to previous tournaments, but uh, that 2007 event, I believe it was about same time frame, uh, a little cooler though. Uh, now, what are what are the water temps out there? Yeah, the water temperatures are 58 to 65 or 63, and it's really weird. I, you know, it's a it's something that I've I don't know that I've ever seen before. Just like just about everybody I've talked to around here, we had a really mild winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, two big cold snaps, but it's been for the most part warm, really warm, and the water temperatures just been hovering 57, 58, 59 degrees for a good period of time now. Okay. And the, I, I mean, it's, but it, the fish are just scattered. I mean, they're they're in two feet, there's fish in 35 feet. There's wow. gonna be guys that catch them deep, there's gonna be guys that catch them shallow, and there's gonna be a guys that catch them in a mixture of both ways. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's a place that replenishes really fast. Okay. Um, so, I think the deep bite actually has more potential. I wouldn't have thought that coming in, looking sure. at the water temperature. You know, when I put my boat in first day of practice, I'm right around 60 degrees. I'm thinking, they just got to be shallow. Right. They're not all shallow. That's just the way it is. And uh, the, the Colorado River feeds Travis. Um, what's it like on the upper end of the lake? Like, does it, you get dirtier water? It's, I assume it's, is it relatively clear down you know, mid lake down by the dam. Yeah, it's it's a little bit dirtier up the river. Um, one, one thing that we've got right now going on on the lake, and I don't know how it's going to play into the tournament, but there's a big algae bloom going on right oh, now. Humongous okay. algae bloom, actually. And in some parts of the water column, you know, it, it's really green. The water is really green and not near the visibility. Usually, Travis on the lower end is a 10 to 15 feet of water okay. visibility. Beaver Lake kind of like. Sure. Um, Champlain or you know the Great yeah. Lakes uh, but this year it's not like that it's uh, you know it's five feet visibility on the lower end 
three or four on the upper end. Uh, kind of a good stain. I mean, the water actually looks great. I mean, I think it looks pretty. It's not as clear as it normally is. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to go into right now is uh, this evening is going to be the, the last time for people to uh, pick their fantasy fishing teams. So before I ask you to pick a few guys, uh, I do want to throw at you, what do you think we'll see um, for a winning weight out of Travis? I feel like you're probably the guy that know the best. Um, you know, I really think um, I think about 60 pounds will win. Okay. Uh, 15 pounds a day. It's a, it's, a, it's a fishery that's really similar to Beaver Lake. It, it, right now, it's it's on the upswing, mm-hmm. and I think if we came here two or three years in a row, it'd get a little bit higher every year. Okay. Beaver's gotten a little bit higher yeah. every year. And the reason Beaver got higher for people that don't really realize is is because there was huge floods there. Yes. And there's a lot more cover in the water than there's ever been before. Mm-hmm. There's logs and there's blow down trees, and so there's more stuff for the fish to be around. Fish need cover, and black oh, bass, yeah. you know, they, they do well when there's a lot of cover, and there's a lot of cover here now, but there's still a lot of little fish. You're not going to talk to anybody that's not catching tons of little ones that's sure. doing good. They're going to be catching both. Now, uh, I think I, had, I hadn't checked today. I just flew down here not too long ago, but um, you were pretty high up there on most picked on FLW Fantasy Fishing. Uh, but aside from yourself, can you give me three guys you think uh, maybe the people listening to this should put on their team if they get a shot? Yeah, um, I mean, and I'm I'm picking just totally. Um, you know, my roommate uh, Mike Sermon. Yep. Um, you know, a guy that that sometimes can do. He does good at Beaver Lake a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, understands when you got to take your time, fish slow, and I think he's got a good shot at doing For well. Sure. Um, I, I got to pick Andy Morgan. I mean, the guy, the guy catches them everywhere. I mean, Bill Taylor, our tournament director, says he's got 12 pounds when he starts every tournament. I mean, basically, you know, he turns the key to his boat and he's got 12. But he's just fishing good and making the right decisions, and that's really what it takes. And um, the other one would probably be maybe Cody Meyer. Uh, Cody's oh, yeah. a, you know, he's he's a great deep water fisherman. I think there's enough fish left out deep that you can do well uh, deep. So. I, I suspect Cody will do well. I like that, Clark. Well, uh, I think uh, with that, we'll wrap this up. Uh, before I let you go, anywhere the folks listening to this can follow you along throughout this event and through the rest of the tour season? Yeah, actually on my Facebook page, uh, Clark Winlet, and uh, Twitter. I've got Instagram and or ClarkWinlet.com. They can check me out there. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a fun event. I mean, it, this is going to be a neat tournament lake. It's not going to be the giant weights. We yep. might see it at Gunnersville, or we might see someplace that – you know, it's not going to be 100 pounds, but it's going to be a good tournament. And I think when it's down to the top 20, guys can really spread out. I think it's going to be a fun, fun way. Well, there you go, folks. You heard it from the man himself, Clark Winlet. Thanks again for joining us, and good luck. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys. So you just heard from Clark Winlet. And I guess before we delve into that and before we delve into Travis, we will delve into the Costa FLW Series Western Division opener. We can't that went down. It, it went yeah. down on Lake Havasu, where... Kyle, start off. You won this round for the uh, Coast of Challenges. And you didn't even think you won. You were ready to just forfeit. I thought I got blown away. (laughs) Absolutely blown away. (laughs) Yeah. I picked, uh, what, first place, Joe Uribe. Third place, Roy Hall. Which I passed Joe Uribe. Yeah, which, why did you do that? Because you're like, oh, I didn't have that good of practice. And I'm like, you know what? Joe is the kind of guy, though, that, like, he's usually pretty honest. So I think if. 
And you rode around with him, and I was like, maybe yeah. he honestly is trying to be nice right now. You weren't. You were trying to set me up. It was gamesmanship. I just wanted both of them. Right. And and you got them, and it still didn't work out for <laughs> Here's the thing. You know how sometimes we take sentimental picks? For sure. For sure. And so I took Andrew Loberg. Mm-hmm. And he's a college – well, he was a college guy. He's still fishing the national championship this year. But yep. he's finally done with college fishing, like sort of. He's, you know, fishing as a pro right, this year. Right, more or less. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the guy. Well, I'm done with sentimental picks. I'm only taking guys <laughs> who I just feel like are going to actually catch him as opposed to guys I want to to catch him. Because <laughs> uh, that, if I just picked someone who did average, not terrible, I would have oh, blown this thing out of the water. You wouldn't it. have stood a chance. Yeah. I mean, not that your guys did bad. You were all like, it was all like middle of the pack. It was pack. like 16, 18, and 20. Yeah. Because I had Troy Linder, uh, Sean Bailey, and uh, Kyle Grover. Yeah, which all good picks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, well done. Um, still haven't figured out which of us won Okeechobee. So we're sitting at Kyle won me question mark. Yeah. I don't, we need to go back and investigate that Okeechobee we, situation. We do, yeah. Um, to get on the right track here. But we got some more coasters coming up, so it'll be fun. We'll yep, get it'll, out. it'll buff out. Yeah. Um, but we kind of glazed right past Joe Uribe won. Again. Again. <laughs> Dude, that guy is good on half a suit. And when those fish go from, you know, winter to moving on up, mm-hmm. boy, is he in tune. Man, he, it's, I, I imagine you got to watch him a little bit. I got to watch him on the final day. I fished with him in practice some, so I got to watch that a little bit mm-hmm. too. Um, and I saw him running around some during the tournament. He, he switched, he, he played it perfectly. Like you could not have. You could have, because some guys do put together just perfect tournaments like mm-hmm. that. But he went from, you know, fishing uh, offshore, secondary point type places, pre-spawn spots, catching a lot of smallmouth mm-hmm. in day one and then part of day two. You know, where he was really, he wasn't like leaning on that swim bait bite that got oh, yeah. him the win last time. Because that's what he was doing last time. You know, he was throwing, he was winding, throwing the big sw- the big swim bait, big swim bait, the vibrant, the, the chatter, the chatter bait yep. deal, uh, fishing it up, uh, you know, along the like along the tule edges, tule edges, those, shade lines, yeah, shade yep. lines, the transitions going back to the tule edges. A lot of those cribs too. He, uh, yeah. he caught like a nine pounder or something giant off of one of those. Yeah, but like kind of the last stuff exactly. before the fish move up, and he started the tournament fishing the second to last or the third to last mm-hmm. stuff, and then. During it, he just swapped right over, and the final day, caught the biggest bag of the day, biggest bag of the tournament on the final day, yep. which he seems to have a knack for. And, you know, a lot of other guys had pretty good days in the final day, and he had a decent enough deficit that, like, he could have been beat. You know, he could have sure. mounted a great charge, and, you know, if Roy Hawk had caught one more fish, because Hawk only weighed in four on the last day. Yep. And he had four quality fish. He might have overtaken it. You know, there was... Mm-hmm. There was potential for that totally change, but it didn't. Uribe won. He took home. So, like, Western events, because they're usually not a full field. Yep. They, they, you usually don't see the top-end payouts like you do. Uribe took home, like, I don't know, like seventy or $80,000 because Dang. he's got, like, every contingency under yep. the sun, like 1500 for Mercury. He's all in, yep. He's got the Ranger. He's got Costa. Uh, plus... We had 125 pros in the field. Which is pretty good. Which is a pretty good yeah. field size for out west. And then 
of course, he's a ranger guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get the almost 40,000 cash. Power poles. He's got power poles. Yeah. yeah. And you get the almost 40,000 cash, and then you get a boat on top of it and a whole bunch. I mean, the dude. He cleaned house. Yeah. I'm just still waiting for him to fish the tour. Probably he won't because he's got really some young kids, and mm-hmm. I think he's real happy doing what he's doing. But, gosh, that guy can fish. He's a hammer. And it was – I thought the, the cool thing about this tournament win was it, it's sometimes rare where you get a guy that can adapt – like that quickly throughout the tournament and win it. You know, like last time he won, he was pretty much just doing the one thing. Yep, and that was it. You know, and it, it was yeah. a, it was a pattern, but it was and he fished some different areas. But it's I think it's rare when you see a guy actually change gears almost completely because he knows it's time to go. I gotta go do this. Yeah, like you look at uh, maybe John Cox when he won at Hartwell. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an example of a, sure. a change a great change up. But like when Matt Airy wins at Beaver Lake. He made a great changeup that final day of his second win where yes. he started throwing that swim bait more, and he really leaned on that. Mm-hmm. But his first win, he did the exact same thing yep. every it's single just, day. That's where they were. Uh, and, I mean, so often you see, like, ledge tournaments, you see guys go back to the same spot every single day. Yeah, Lambert on Kentucky last year. I mean, he had a milk run of things, but it wasn't like he did anything crazy. It was yeah. just, I'm going to go throw this swim bait on a ledge, and I'm going to catch a five, six-pounder. Yeah. And it's... It's not often you get to see, because these guys, Uribe is a great fisherman, mm-hmm. and so often it, it boils down to kind of who finds the best spot in practice or who kind of figures the best thing out yeah. in the first couple of days of the tournament, and they ride it. It's not often where the guy who makes the adjustment, the major adjustment every single day, oh, yeah. is the one who wins. And everyone talks about, oh, you got to be good at adjusting. But so often those adjustments come down to, like, making checks and stuff. Not the guy who really finds the juice and wins. But this time it was about adjusting and winning. It was cool. It was. It was super cool. Uh, Do you have any other Havasu-related notes? Uh, Other than I'm a little bummed I wasn't there, and it is one of the most scenic places you can go. Man, obviously I was excited because you've been there. Matt Pace has been Mm -hmm. there. Uh, I have seen... On FLOEFishing.com, just amazing, beautiful things. Oh, yeah. Havasu. I'm like, I got to go there. Yeah. I went there. You it did not up, disappoint. <laughs> oh, man. It was just oh, the sun rises every oh, morning. so clutch. Whew, they were beautiful. So I was so glad to go and actually see there. Did you see some of the wild critters that roam the hills of Havasu? Some. Kept looking for a bighorn sheep. Never it's, saw one of those. bighorn sheep. We went up the we last day, we ran up the colorado river like up it kind of turns into a canyon for a little bit mm-hmm. uh was looking for a bighorn sheep real hard never saw one saw some great sunrises and a rainbow you did you got some great photos uh, on flwfishing.com yeah thanks flwfishing.com great place to go see photos like that always is or my instagram yeah because <laughs> i put them all up there too <laughs> uh i couldn't help myself oh, i had to good. i had to pull a burge i was like yeah sunset sunset sunri- sunrise 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 yep. they're all going up um but uh I forget. You see yeah. goats? No goats. I saw a burrow. Oh, you did see a donkey. I saw a donkey, which right. my boat driver corrected me as a burrow, not did a donkey. You, did you hear them? Because I heard a lot no. while I was out there, but I, I rarely saw one. I saw two. They Ooh. were chilling next to each other. Ah, a um, pair. Yeah. They were, uh, you know, just kind of, they weren't really even moving. They were kind of just sitting there. One of them had like head in a bush, and the other one was just kind of standing there. Doing burrow stuff, sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but... I didn't really see a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of action outside of that on the animal side of things. You. They do have a lot of ducks and birds and stuff. Um, and I'll show you a good clip of uh, 
I don't think I don't know that it's gonna you know ever go anywhere. But there's a good clip of Roy Hawk rescuing a coot from some fishing line. Really? Um, which I'll show you after this, maybe. Uh, <laughs> if you're inclined to like watch Roy Roy Hawk kind of mess around with a coot for a oh, while, yeah, I'd love to see him wrangle one. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, I love that guy. He's so chill. He is. And of course, he wears flip flops a lot. So that's yeah, another, always a plus. another notch in the right direction. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, shall we talk about Travis? Let's do so. Okay. We got another tour event. Yeah. Uh, one on top of the other, then Harris a couple weeks from now. It's uh, yep, it's rolling break. here. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, we're down here. We're on Travis. We've done our fantasy fishing show. And I think yesterday we talked a whole bunch about how it was kind of like the Ozarks and you should pick a lot of those guys. And I think probably that's still going to work out pretty well. For sure. But I have since been told that the lake fishes maybe more like Amistad and some of those like Texas Canyon lakes mm-hmm. than an Ozark lake. Looks a lot like an Ozark lake. And I think that because we don't have a lot of history on this lake, we don't really 100% know how it's going to fish. Sure. And uh, so when you brought that up to me earlier at registration, uh, I started thinking about it. And you're right. Uh, We never really specified what we meant by, uh, I guess, I, I, in my head, when I talked about Travis and, like, Ozark Lakes and Beaver and stuff, is not necessarily that it fishes the same, other than the fact, like, Travis patterns really well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think from what I gathered from talking to Clark when I did the Travis preview article and then also uh, even a little bit in the in the podcast interview was just for guys that have a decent track record in the Ozarks in general, they'll just feel a lot more comfortable down here. Like things might make a little more sense to them, though it may not fish similar, right? There's a lot more um, like good lush brush deeper Right on Beaver, you well, yeah. There's no deep brush on Beaver Lake, right? You know, you might get a few some standing trees yeah. and some brush piles, but no like good plump. Yeah, um, here, do you see that uh, photo I took of the Lance screen? That's what it looks like down there. It's yeah, it's, it's cool. all over. I mean, there are some places where it's not there because like people cleared it away or mm-hmm. something. But like if you just imagine like I don't know like Florida scrub or something like that. Yeah, where you've got those low bushes and stuff. It's like that, you know, all the way down. So, I'm. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Like, I think we're probably going to see fish caught in this tournament in ways that we would never have seen, that we may never have seen before in a big tournament. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really looking forward to kind of exposing some stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I, I mean, I hope it happens. You know what I mean? I do too. I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to. I'm hoping we can maybe spin a few uh, cool technique articles out of this deal. Yeah, I think or I the think guy something that wins will. maybe does something fun and exciting. So when we do the the winning video, that uh, yeah, we'll have something cool to showcase there. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna we might see someone just you know fishing up shallow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we I think we might also see something really cool happen, you know, mid range or deeper. If I would like that, I wouldn't be it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. Uh, Plus, so we get to see some guacamole bass. I mean, yeah, guacamoles <laughs> uh, or Guadalupe's, which I never checked with Bill to find out if uh, they if we're going by fourteen across the board or if you can well weigh in a twelve inch guacamole. Because oh, in yeah. Texas, the limit is twelve inches for them. Right. So I don't know if it's we're allowed to weigh in those twelve inch ones or not. We can weigh in twelve inch spots, but there aren't spotted bass in the lake. Guys right. just think there are because that's what the Guadalupe's look like. So. And I've heard, like, mixed things from anglers, like, uh, whether uh, just eavesdropping in on conversations during registration, 
where some guys were like, oh, yeah, everything's got to be 14 inches. And then other guys were like, large mouse 14 inch minimum, uh, Guadalupe's 12. Yeah. So I don't. The point uh, is, it's not really our concern. I mean, they're going to keep whatever is the right length. Right. And Bill said it all straight at the meeting. Uh, but I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch because I've heard some guys say that it's actually been hard to catch 14 inch largemouth, but you can catch all the, you know, 12 and 13 inch Guadalupe's you want. Right. So, I mean, maybe we'll see some guys, some guys fill limits with them. Maybe not. Maybe they don't play factor at all. But I still don't want to see a few guys weigh them in just because they're kind of cool looking. They kind of are. I mean, they are like spotted bassy, but I wonder if they have the little little tongue patch. Yeah, a little rough yeah. spot on the tongue. I don't know. And I've never caught one. I've never seen one like in person up close. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's the state fish of Texas. Yeah, which I didn't realize that. That that's new to me. Uh, let's see. Do you have any other, uh, I, I guess any other things that we should cover here? Any Travis-related information? Um. How about this? After talking with Clark, is he the favorite to win? Is I, he, like, guaranteed the favorite to win? Or are you feeling that there's any, did you feel any hesitation on him? Uh, I do. I think the only reason I would say I, for sure, honestly, feel pretty good about seeing him in the top ten. I think yeah. just um, his knowledge of the lake, where certain things are, maybe how fish. Now, granted, you know, he said in the interview that uh, these conditions, uh, he's never seen anything like a lake go through as bad a drought as this, as Travis did in his lifetime, like yeah. anywhere in Texas. It just, you know, lakes draw down. There are droughts. It's Texas. It's hot. Uh, but this is like kind of an asterisk. So it's it's weird enough. The conditions, like with the water up and all that brush, and like you know, you were saying guys are catching about 35, 40 feet of water or up on the bank. I think there's too many outliers that uh, someone like a Cody Meyer that's you know good at finding some of those deep fish or catching suspended fish or something like that could get squirrely and crack a couple big ones, maybe some big females that are waiting to pull up and spawn. Yep. Um, so that's why I don't think Clark will, I don't feel like he'll win it. I feel like I'll have a really good tournament, but I think there's too many other things. Too many variables. Yeah. yeah. One uh, one thing I want to say on the spawn thing, I've heard now that there were fish here spawning in October. There were fish that spawned two weeks ago. There are going to still be fish to spawn. There were fish that spawned a month ago. Like <laughs> It's florida it's it's For whatever reason, whether it's been the mild winter or what, these fish, there's a, there's a portion of fish that are not going to the bank between now and in July, you know what I mean? Right. Like, they right. are. They spawned and they're happy and they're out deep. They're doing their thing. Yeah. So, I think that does lend itself toward you could see some of that pre-spawn deep bite even linger a little bit sure. if it gets really warm. Like when we saw, you know, when Mark Rose lost to Brian Thrift mm-hmm. in uh, not last week at like almost happened, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, Back at, on Sa- at Sam Rayburn, you know, he lost because his fish moved. And the fish were coming right at thrift. Exactly. And this week, I don't know that we're in that same scenario. I think some fish will probably move up shallow. Or it's supposed to be pretty cold in the mornings, but I think it's, you know, it's gonna be. It's supposed to hit like 80s. Yeah, it's gonna be sunny and hot in the afternoon. So I think there's a chance that there are fish coming shallow, but I don't know that we're gonna see a mass movement shallow that would really change the game. I think. If you start catching them deep, there's a pretty decent chance you can keep catching them deep through the tournament. That makes sense. Well, I mean, we'll see. But I think there's a better than usual, I guess, chance of that. 
which again is some of those weird conditions at play like if it was normal those fish hadn't done that and you have this huge wave of pre-spawn fish we'd have to see guys do like a uribe thing and kind of track with them or yeah um all right i want to ask you who the aoi leader is going to be after this tournament and i'll give you the top 10 uh just so you've got it um mark rose brian thrift alex davis scott suggs shin brandon cobb annie morgan chris brasher justin atkins or brazier and uh chris mccall honestly i think thrift okay i really i really feel like thrift will um especially with a lake uh such as this where uh you could say it i guess for any lake but it's brian thrift it's he can fish fast he can move there's a lot of fish in the lake he gets dialed in on a pattern like they're at a certain depth that he's catching better fish at yeah the dude can you're gonna tell brian thrift he can run as much gas out of his boat as he wants and catch fish while doing it like that's his dream is to just burn all over the lake catch a fish here run 20 miles this way catch another fish here on this lake, you're not catching one fish, though. You're catching, like, five, ten, right. six, which is, like, right up Brian Thrift's alley. Anytime, oh. if he can, like, win the numbers battle, he's maybe not going to win the tournament, but he's going to be in the top ten. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, and I think that he's a guy who loves to pl- play that numbers game. Absolutely. Because he knows he'll catch a big one. Like, it's just... Yeah. One guy who I think is, I don't know, maybe a dark horse to be a guy who's leading AOI after a couple events. Andy Morgan? Mark Rose. Ah, you figure he might fish deep in this one, right? Sure. Where there could be a strong sure, yeah, deep bite. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past him. Um, he's done well in Rayburn before. Mm-hmm. He's done well in Texas. He used a couple recent years not so great at Beaver Lake. Used to be he was always on him at Beaver Lake. That's a very like good he was point. making the top ten, top twenty every time. I I think this could t- set up really well for him. Um, Ooh, I would. So I'd be I would okay with that. I would not be surprised seeing another Mark Rose. You know. Another top 10 showing, which, granted, Thrift is probably going to be in the top 10 too. But I think that that's a I, – I think those two guys are the guys. Can I tell you out of that list who I, like, personally would like to see leading AOI? Brandon Cobb. Well, I do love me some Brandon Cobb. Okay. <laughs> but Shin. Oh, yeah. More Shin the merrier, right? Dude, I'm all about just Shin all the time. Yeah. Like, we should have a live camera on him. We should have – GoPros on him all the time. We should just have a designated photographer on him all the time. Yeah, he's speaking alive. Hey. Hey, good transition, right? Hey, right? Yeah, I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously we're going to keep cameras on Shin at all points in time. In fact, I'm going to, tomorrow when I'm putting GoPros on the boats, I'm going to put four on Shin's boat. (laughs) I'm going to put two up front, I'm going to put one at the console, then one back by the live well so he can just play all the way. Hey, anyone that's willing to... Like, give a thumbs up to a drone while fighting a fish in the middle of a tournament. Yeah. Do it, right? Yeah, you earned it. You can you can have it. Um, but anyhow, so we're going live. We're we doing uh, FLW Live is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, uh, gosh, I should figure out the exact times that it's going to be running. 8.30 to 12.30? That sounds right. I feel like that'd be, is that central time? 8.30 to 12.30 central time. Yeah. yeah so you know a chunk of the tournament day not the whole tournament day yep. we'll have a lot of our we'll have essentially our regular coverage going on as well absolutely so when the live drops off you know then it's time to for us to get in our updates and for me to type and for kyle you to tell me who's catching them and for stuff sure. like that but yeah we're gonna have flw live where it'll be 
you'll be able to watch the top five at least fish yep. all day. Um, it'll be kind of a produced studio show. Mm-hmm. FLWfishing.com is, of course, your home for that. Absolutely. Where else would you go, right? I don't I don't know anywhere else. Uh, so, yeah, I would encourage, I mean, it looks like we got really good cell service down in most places here around mm-hmm. Travis. I would encourage you to take some time and, uh, you know, maybe grab yourself an HDMI cord. Hook it up to the TV. Yeah, throw uh, it on the big screen. Do a little Chromecast action. Uh, spend some time where you can, you know, watch some bass fishing happen right in front of your face. Now, I can't remember if you said this, but it's Saturday, Sunday, the last yeah. two days of competition. And for anyone wondering why, well, the first two days, uh, well, day one, there's not really any story to happen. Uh, day two, we also have co-angler still fishing. Yep. And it gets a little clustery when you yeah, have co-angler pro. Three in a boat, guy. not really great deal. Yeah. So we're just going to pick it up when we have some storylines. We have GoPros we can play footage of. So we'll be able to fill in that downtime uh, because for anyone that hasn't ever paid attention to a tournament, there's a lot of downtime. Well, there's not going to be any downtime well, here. Well, there'll be a lot of little fish caught. But <laughs> there's there, going to be a pile of upsets uh, in this one. Uh, but just in general for the show, uh, there's usually speaking – Large stretches of time when yeah you'll get like an you'll get like an hour where for some reason like nothing happens and you're like well what's going on and then all of a sudden like five fish will bite and like five different corners of the lake but you know it's you're you're right there is there's I think we're going to be in a really good situation we're going to have plenty of content to sort of overlay and inter and -hmm. you know intersperse with the actual live so that you get a lot of live and you're going to get to watch these guys fish a lot but you're not necessarily going to get bored. Um, yeah, 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 which, and it should be pretty informative as well. Who knows? Maybe you'll see Jody on it at some point. I, in time I doubt throughout it, the year. but you know, hey, they might, they might. Maybe you'll see me on it. I don't know. We'll see, right? Probably not. I wouldn't put me on it. Man, we put you on a lot of stuff. I feel like you'd probably be on it, right? This no one be... said anything to me. Well, I've been so out of the loop, which I am so okay with. Oh, it's great to not have to do work. Yeah, just letting other <laughs> um, people handle this. That's fine. Yeah. I will say, uh, I know Jesse has put in a tremendous amount of work on this. He's been crushing it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's going to be our, we've tested it a bunch, but mm-hmm. it's going to be the first one where everyone gets to see it and it's going to be good, but it's not going to be perfect. And we're going to make it, we're going to continue to make it better, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll have some speed bumps that we got to get over. So, but, but uh, it should be fun. The service, be cool. is, the service, fingers crossed, is pretty good here. Mm-hmm. Should be a lot of fish caught, so that's what you want, really, I think. Yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it um, at Gunnersville. Now, granted, that was on my phone, um, and I was trying to watch... I watched it on day three, so I yeah. was trying to watch Mark Rose catch hogs and pay attention to live, which then got kind of trippy because at one point you could, I could see... It's like, oh, he's got one. Wait a minute. I, yeah, I'm like, it's right in front of me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I watched a lot of it on the final day at Gunnersville, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. It was it was good. Yeah, you were basically telling us things that were happening before. I was before... like, hey, Kyle, tell me how big you think that fish is. Or Yeah, before I even texted into you. <laughs> yeah, because I was watching it. I'm still it. going back through the photos like, oh, I don't know. I think it was like a four or five pounder maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you catch it on? You know, that's yeah, sort of, yeah. that sort of thing. Because, you know, usually you can tell usually when you zoom in real tight and stuff like yeah, that. For you sure. can figure it out. But it takes a little, it takes a minute, whereas I was sitting there watching it actually happen. Right. Um, which I do that sometimes anyway, because the marshals a lot of times will text me before. Definitely. And stuff like that. But it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I'm looking forward tremendously to, uh, to see how this thing shakes out. So you're welcome, fishing world. Yeah. You know. Anything else? We good? 
Man, I think that's it. Cool. I think well, it's dinner time. I think it is dinner time. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm hungry. For this event, of course, FLWFishing.com is the place to be. For show. Sure. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all FLW Fishing. Snapchat? FLW Official for Snapchat. Yeah. And uh, let's see. FLWFishing.com, of course, for FLW Live on the mm-hmm. weekend. Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday morning. 12.30 Central Time. Yep. Uh, so really, you know, you can wake up with it if you're on the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Another perk of the West How Coast. How nice would that be? We're going to be great. Open it up. Yeah. Fishing, cup of coffee, you're ready to go. Oh, man. Or... Now, I will say, I want you all to watch FLW Live, but if you're going fishing and you don't watch it, I forgive you. Yeah, you're allowed okay. to go fishing instead of watch this. I Totally okay with me. Maybe pull it up on your phone from just a little bit. You don't want to torch too much data. I understand yeah, that. I, I have done that before, and you torch data and you torch battery trying to watch live maybe, video. Maybe just pull it up, see, go, hey, there it is. And yeah. then, you know, get back to catching hogs. There we go. We, and, we give you permission to do that. Okay, I like that. Of course, at Kyle Lumber on uh, yes, Instagram, at Jody Blanco on Instagram, where there are some great sunrise photos. Just scroll I back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I guess that's about it, right? Yes, sir. Let's uh, let's get this derby started. Go get some food. We'll talk to everyone later. See you. Great work, man. Pleasure. Pleasure.